advisory to those who are not animal lovers, open to new ideas, or interested in integrative holistic healthcare for your pets, and believe that prescription diet is the best food for your pet. This podcast may offend your sensibilities. Have you ever felt frustrated and helpless after listening and doing everything your vet told you to do but it only made your sick pet worse and not get any better? That's me in 2008 with my first adopted cat, Meow. I did everything the vet told me to do and I realised she wasn't getting any better and only worse. So I decided to look into alternative health options and was drawn to the stories of holistic pet service entrepreneurs and their transformative journey, overcoming obstacles, chasing their passion and creating a movement that has caused a ripple effect of positive change in the lives of their clients and pets around the world. Join me as I share the raw, inspiring journeys of these amazing entrepreneurs, their successes and failures. My name is Amrys Wang, and this is The Raw Entrepreneur. Welcome to The Raw Entrepreneurs Season 1, Episode 6. Today's episode is a very personal one. I had the privilege of interviewing a personal heroine of mine, Holly Gans, PhD, Chief Science Officer and Co-Founder of Animal Biome based in San Francisco who uses revolutionary science, that's right, revolutionary, and created the poop pill, you heard that right, poop pill, that has helped lots of sick companion pet cats and dogs in a non-toxic healing way and made a direct impact on the lives of my sick rescues. This is Holly's origin story and her journey as a microbial ecologist. Good morning, everyone. This is Amrys Wang of The Raw Entrepreneur. I have a very special guest who is my personal superhero. Her name is Holly Gans. She is the Chief Science Officer and Co-Founder of Animal Biome, a biotech company that provides microbiome assessments and oral fecal transplant capsules to restore key beneficial microbes in cats and dogs. Holly received her PhD from the University of California, Davis, and was a postdoctoral scholar at UC Berkeley. Her efforts to translate academic research into solutions for companion animals began five years ago when she launched Kitty Biome, a citizen science project which revealed that imbalances in the gut microbiome are common in pets, and there is a pressing need for better approaches to maintain and restore gut health. Hi, Holly. Thank you for agreeing to join us today. Hi, Amrish. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> um, could you share with everyone uh, who is Holly Gans and how did she come about? <laughs> That's a hard question. Who am I? Um, I am a microbial ecologist, which means that I'm someone who's interested in how little tiny microbes interact with each other and with um, the environment around them. And I became really interested in applying the work that I was doing to pets when I adopted a, a herding dog who became the love of my life. And, um, and I wanted to see if microbiome science could be used to help animals. 
I started doing um, dog oral microbiome research and then sort of moved on um, thinking about the gut as well. I have uh, been interested in biology, I guess, since high school and um, have been lucky enough to make it my career. <laughs> no, you're, you're two models, really. You know, um, what I found fascinating about, about your work and you said, you know, um, here you are a scientist, you know, and to a lot of people, scientists is, you know, in behind the scenes in the lab, but you had a vision, which was so amazing because you started to, to think about how to help animals and their gut. And to be honest, um, before I found, about, found out about your company, I didn't really know much about microbiome health. It was only just the beginning. And I think, let me see, I found you through a Facebook group, uh, Raw Feeding for IBD Cats. A wonderful group. That's, yes, that's how I found you and the Kitty Biome Project. I heard, first heard about that. And I was really, really curious because being a rescuer, uh, we get a lot of cases. And sometimes um, conventional medicine um, can't seem to really help. You know, um, I don't know, you know, it's just the way it is. And because I'm a raw feeder, so I use nutrition as a base on how to improve, you know, the animal's health. Um, coming across your company was a game changer to my rescue work. Um, and I just wanted to say before I forget, because I'm terrible at this, thank you so much for sponsoring um, the um, poop pills that I lovingly call for my rescue work um, earlier this year in February. Um, Alex, your, your colleague, co-worker, she um, emailed me and I literally burst into tears when I saw her email, you know, to say that it was a gift from, from your company to our rescue group because we had such a, a very hard last few months of rescue work and, um, you know, um, being a rescue group, money is not easy to come by. And every time we have to think about budget and, you know, uh, your poop pills are like miracle pills in, in the work that we do, you know. Uh, so I was really, really touched. And I'm sorry that I did not, you know, write any earlier or anything. But um, really, thank you from the bottom of my heart because, uh, you know, it... <sighs> You guys rock, you know, you guys are really amazing because I didn't even know that you guys would do things like that. And especially for me, who is a Singapore rescue group all the way across the globe, you know, far, far away, you know, um, for you to do that for us, it, may, it makes a huge difference. And I just wanted to say thank you so much. <laughs> really, thank you. Thank you. Oh, that's so <laughs> nice to hear. We, um, we really believe in the work that you're doing and other rescues and animal shelters. Um, many of us, I mean, almost all of us, I guess, have volunteered for, for shelters and, and we do foster care. And um, back when I sort of thought, oh, maybe after my postdoc, I'll become a veterinarian. I did work um, in shelter medicine. And so, and that's actually how I met Alex through that. Um, she was, she was pre-veterinary student at UC Berkeley, working at the Berkeley Animal Shelter, helping with surgeries. And so <laughs> uh, what, what you were doing is very near and dear to our hearts. Okay. Um, with um, your company, uh, Animal Biome, I think, um, is, it four, is it five years old now or four years old now? It's, um, 
going to be four this fall. Okay. So when you first started, um, was it really difficult to, to kickstart? I mean, because I'm assuming you need lab. You, I mean, you need some like hard equipment and some investment going on in it. But, you know, how, how did you manage to pull everything together? Yeah, I certainly knew nothing about starting a business. I had, I think being an academic, I was um, good at starting projects. And so like I could start a citizen science project and I just couldn't stop talking, thinking about people and their cats and how I could help them. And I think now there's more and more resources for people to start businesses than there were. So I was lucky that University of California had an entrepreneurship program and they gave me a little fellowship. So I got some advice and I applied to a business accelerator program in San Francisco called IndieBio, and they gave me the seed funding that I needed to start the business. And in addition to that, the funds and business advice, they also had a lab because you know I couldn't afford to build my own lab at first. Um, and then in addition to the startup environment, there are um, incubator spaces where you can rent like a lab bench. And, um, and so that's a way to start when you can't afford to have your own space. So we moved from IndieBio to a um, space called QB3, which is was started by UC Berkeley, UC San Francisco, and UC Santa Cruz. And we were there for a year before we got our own space. Um, in those spaces, it's great because a lot of the companies will share equipment with each other as well as their expertise. So it's very much a community that's very supportive of each other. Um, could you share about the Kitty Biome project? Because that was how you sort of, I think, developed the idea and the concept um, behind Animal Biome, if, if, um, if I remember correctly. Yes. So about five years ago, I started the citizen science project that um, we called Kitty Biome. And I did it in part because it was really hard to get funding for um, research on dogs and cats through typical like academic routes. Um, I was being told things like the microbiome doesn't affect animal health. I think the, the big challenge is that like the National Institutes of Health and the National Science Foundation both don't fund research on companion animals for the most part. So I decided to try a Kickstarter campaign and see if I could crowdfund it. And this is where I started to really first interact with the raw feeding community because basically I tapped into a very passionate community that cares quite a lot about the health of cats and, and wants to see new, new solutions. So we basically didn't know that we could come up with anything useful. We just said, this is a research project. We want to know what the microbiome of cats looks like. And if it's different when cats have different health conditions, and maybe it's different if they live outside or if they're in different parts of the world. And so we didn't promise people anything useful. We just said, send us your cat poop and pay $99 and we'll, we'll share what we learned with you and we'll share it with the world and, um, and we'll give you a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and how was the response for that? It was, I mean, it was really good. I mean, the average crowdfunding campaign for a science project So I have lately, but um, typically raised about $3,000, um, which is enough to give you a little bit um, to get started. We raised that overnight. So that was like my initial goal and we were, got tremendous support. So within 24 hours, we hit our, our baseline target to do like one sequencing run. 
and then we i think with that and we also did a um, additional crowdfunding later that year we raised about thirty thousand dollars which was really enough to get us started but also in addition to the funding that the much needed funding to do that work we um people sent us detailed information photographs of their cats and their cat fecal samples um and and just it was a tremendous outpouring of, of of support and i guess i should also mention that i was working with jonathan eisen at the time and and was funded by the the sloan foundation which is really focused on improving science communication and so it was also a really great opportunity to try and engage with people and talk about science oh wow and through through your research um how did you source for the you know um from kitty biome to animal biome you did doggy biome as well after kitty biome right yeah so, so it was basically the same it wasn't the same the kickstarter and everything that you did we did doggy biome a couple years later after i started animal biome because um people we, we really need to have samples from healthy cats and dogs in order to compare how the sick ones look and typically when people come to us they have a problem that they're trying to solve but we need to be able to know like what's normal, what's healthy, and how, how, so how, so that we can sort of give some advice to try and help these sick pets. And so the doggy biome campaign was to help us find golden poo so we could look at some healthy dogs and build our reference database. So um, how, how would you say is your donor pool now? I mean, like, what is the criteria for, for the, you know, for the donors for your poop pills? <laughs> Yeah, so they are all listed on our website, um, but we so we basically do the standard sort of GI panels for pathogens and parasites. So we're eliminating things like Giardia, Cryptosporidium, coronavirus, um, you know, the Campylobacter, Salmonella. Um, we're do we're starting to do um, more and more antibiotic resistance screening. I've just set up a lab to do it myself because it's really hard to find. Um, so that's been a growing concern. Um, we will be adding actually in testing for the virus that causes COVID-19 in the coming months when the um, resources are more available for animal testing as well. But we wanna make sure that we keep the material that we're providing um, safe for the recipients. Okay, COVID-19. So, wow, okay. Um, gosh, you know, like I said, I'm very nervous because you're like a superhero to me. <laughs> um, would you, so currently, um, your company is, what, five-man, six-man crew now? Is, is it still the same staff? I still remember your original, um, there's, there's Alex, there's you, um, there's your husband as well. Yes, yes, Carl Osborne. Yes. Yes, he's he's the uh, he's the business dude behind everything. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah, and um, so would you say the marriage with the science background that you have, your you know your your scienceiness with his business background has helped to shape and form the way your company has grown and and how you do things. Definitely. I mean, you know, even starting with the Kitty Biome Kickstarter, I I'm. A scientist I had no background in marketing I had to make a video I had to come up with a logo and I mean all these things that um, I didn't know anything about to 
be way too long to make the video for those things. But um, to, Carlton was sitting on my shoulder, sort of advising me from the very beginning. And I was felt really fortunate when he was able to devote himself full time to helping us about a year and a half ago. Um, in addition, our team has uh, Jess Jarrett, who came from the Joint Genome Institute. So she's brilliant, um, computational biologist. Um, there's a tremendous amount of work that goes on in the background to like make sure our database is really good and that we're making the right recommendations. Um, and we do a lot of research studies as well. And um, we also have Alex Martin, who has been in, started as a little baby intern with me when she was a student, who's now been working with me for five years. She's brilliant animal care specialist. We have actually three others on the animal care team to help provide customer support as well as process the fecal samples that come in for um, to make for making the poop pills. Um, we just want to drive around and up poop. And then we actually have another team that the distractions and samples for sequencing. So we've got three biologists working in the lab on the microbiome testing results. And then there's the marketing team that helps us let people know what we're doing. So we're about 12 people at this point. Wow. Um, so what would you say, did you, did you have, you know, uh, what's your, I would say your proudest moment in your journey? I mean, like, like this whole, you know, the last four plus kitty biome, so maybe five years, um, you know, when you look back on what you've done so far, I mean, what, what, what is the one that makes you feel the most proud of it so far? Well, I feel, I think the most proud when I hear the stories about helping individuals, so, you know, the, the lives that we've made a difference in is um, sort of the first thing. And I say, you know, running a stool bank is kind of a labor of love and we wouldn't do it if we didn't think that, that these poop pills really made a difference. And so we, we love hearing from people when, when they've worked well and they've helped turn around a pet's health. I guess the second thing is just feeling like I'm so proud that things are still going, right? You start a business, you don't know how long it'll last, if you'll be able to keep it going. It's, there's so many things you have to do, never, so much harder than you ever would imagine doing it. Um, when I was thinking about starting, I did that entrepreneurship academy. Basically, the advice I got was you should start a business if you feel like it's the only thing you want to do. And um, you really have this pressing drive to do it. It's kind of like writing a novel. You should do it, but you should only do it if you really feel this tremendous urge because it's, you have to be all in. Did you, did you ever during your journey have, you know, uh, hit against, come against a wall that made you think that you want to give up or, you know, uh, that made you change your idea of, you know, like you knew where you wanted to go, but because of something that happened, you had to change course a bit to adapt, to, to, to get to where you are. Did you ever, you know? Oh yeah, um, we had a in. couple. Oh, sorry, yeah, there are definitely a couple of moments. Like, so I'd say after I got that initial seed funding, it took me more than a year to get any additional funding. So, you know, I, I worked for a, like a year and a half without paying myself, um, but I was lucky I could do that. And um, so that was sort of, they call it sort of the valley of death where like you're underfunded and things are really hard and it's just psychologically very challenging. Um, and that's when we started, um, testing out the poop pills and selling them. I mean, my initial vision was that I would raise funding to create new microbial cocktails with the, 
by isolates from the fecal material. And that's still where I want to go. But um, people tend to not want to invest the, you know, millions of dollars that it would take for us to do that in pets for some reason. They'd rather do it in livestock or humans. But we're still <laughs> fighting the good fight and we will eventually make those. And in the meantime, we're going to make the stool bank available to people. Thank you for listening to part one of Holly's story. Look out for part two of Holly's interview after our launch series. Wow, I'm so thankful and grateful that you took the time to listen to this podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could subscribe, download, rate, review, and share this with others whom you care about that may enjoy it as well. Thank you and remember to be kind to yourself and others. Have a awesome day, everyone.